You are listening to the Rock That Creative Job podcast with Jamie Roberts, episode 15. This podcast has a very focused mission to inspire, motivate, and empower you with the tools, insight, and guidance you need to get better jobs, better work, better pay, and build the creative career and life you've always wanted. So click subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast and let's rock. Hey, creatives. Well, here we are in March. I am not sure how we got here because I feel like it was just January yesterday. But nevertheless, we are starting to move into a month that provides a lot of opportunity for job seekers. And in this episode, I want to talk to you about how you can really nail that interview. Because once you see these job postings, you're going to want to respond and feel confident that you can go into it to get the job you really want. But before we talk about those tips, I want to talk to you a little bit about what happens in March so that you understand exactly why there's all this movement and you can be prepared to respond to it. I want to make sure you don't waste this opportunity and I want you to be ready with your resume, portfolio, and of course, your interview skills. So let's talk about what happens in March. Q1 is now coming to a close and most businesses are using their learnings from the past 60 days to strategize and prepare for Q2. So they're assessing their initiatives and their plans, and they want to start posting jobs and allocating budgets and hiring in-house creative support. They might also hire agencies to help them with certain projects, which means agencies can then hire you. The second thing that happens in March is that people who work in companies with a bonus structure and a fiscal calendar year, they will finally receive their bonuses this month. So if they're miserable and they've been waiting to get their bonus before they decide to leave, this is the month that's going to happen. Conference season also revs up this month, which means there's more creative work for a lot of businesses that host or sponsor these events. Plus, there's a ton of networking and visibility and connectivity opportunities at these events, which easily translates into recruiting. A lot of people go to these events simply to scout potential hires which means if they're pulling one person from an organization, that role is going to be open. Let's also talk about the businesses that base their revenue goals on the summer months, specifically hospitality, travel, fitness, sports, tourism, museums. Those businesses are looking to hire in March to prepare for their busiest season. So this month, people are hoping to start and hopefully complete hiring processes so that their new hires have a couple months of onboarding time before they go into the peak season. Now, January is traditionally a pretty heavy hiring time, but a lot of companies are more likely to assess where they are and wait until the end of Q1 to open those jobs. They want to have a fairly good idea of where they stand on their goals and they want to strategize what moving forward looks like. And that might include new creative support. So many executives start to really evaluate what kind of a team they need to put in place to get the job done. So let's pivot into our conversation about interviews because all of these job postings are going to happen. And I want you to be totally prepared when you get that call back from the HR person or the hiring manager and you can nail that interview. So we're going to talk about six things that you need to do to really nail this interview. The first thing you need to do always is research the company that you are interviewing with. And if possible, use 
their product. You want to make sure you go to their store, maybe you use their app, maybe you set up a profile on their website, you read through all of their content, you look at their social media channels. You want to really have a good understanding of what they offer so you can talk intelligently about it. Also, you need to know what you're getting into from a creative standpoint. Do you actually resonate with the look and the feel and the tone of their brand or their client's brands? Do you feel like the brand work is going to be too restricting for you? Would you actually be excited to work on the type of projects that they have? And from a values perspective, do you like what they're saying and putting out in the market? The key thing to remember in any interview is that you have to be knowledgeable on what they do to be able to highlight how you can support that mission. So really taking the time to research who it is you're talking to, what they do, what their values are, that's going to allow you to surface your best and most impressive qualities. The second thing you want to really do before an interview is you want to know your audience. Who are you interviewing with? How long have they been at the organization? What has their career path looked like? How did they get to where they are? What are the type of things that interest them so that you can speak their language? I've been an interviewer in a lot of interview scenarios where someone comes in and they have no idea what I do, what the organization does, and they spend more time asking me questions that they could have figured out just by Googling me or looking at my LinkedIn profile. And it really shorts them in the interview because I haven't had a chance to find out what they can contribute. So if you go in knowing who your interview is, you're able to present yourself in a way that's going to connect and resonate instead of spending the time trying to find out the things that you could have found out before you sat down with them. They're not going to have the chance to understand what you bring and what your value is. The third thing you want to do is you want to practice that portfolio story. And this includes talking through your work, but usually the first thing that someone asks you is tell me about yourself. And you want to make sure that that answer connects directly to the work in your portfolio. You don't want to wait to the last minute to rehearse. If you try to wing it during an interview, this will inevitably cause you to forget things. You'll skip over key proof points of why you're a great fit for the role. You'll show and talk about work that doesn't reflect the type of projects that you might be doing in that position. And you'll just get nervous and you'll make the interviewer uncomfortable. And half of that interview is the interviewer trying to assess if they can spend time with you every day. And if you're uncomfortable, then they're uncomfortable. And no one is going to hire someone that makes them feel uncomfortable. So being prepped and ready and having your answers and your pitch and your story prepared in advance, that's really just going to give you that confidence to be able to answer questions, have a smooth conversation, and it's going to make that interviewer feel comfortable with you. And the more comfortable they are with you, the more potential you have for receiving an offer. The fourth thing you want to do, and this is absolutely non-negotiable, you want to have questions ready. If you don't ask questions at the end, you automatically convey a low interest or a lack of enthusiasm for that particular position. Continuing 
The conversation through questions helps define the role more clearly. It helps you get more detail on business challenges that you might encounter. It helps you showcase your communication style, and it shows them what it might be like to work with you every day. It also presents you as someone who is interested in that particular position and not just someone who is interested in getting a paycheck. There is a big difference between someone who just needs a job and someone who wants to work at an organization and has taken the time to research them enough to ask well-informed questions. And if you're not sure what questions you want to ask, contact me because I have a list of several different questions for different audiences. And this will help you brainstorm some of the deeper ones you might want to ask about specific projects or workflows, but this will get you started. I want to make sure everyone goes into an interview knowing what they want to ask and what they want to know. Because if you walk away without that knowledge, you're going to have a harder time negotiating compensation because you won't have a full picture of what that role entails. The fifth thing is you want to know your requirements. Now, a lot of companies use recruiters or their HR partners to screen candidates before they make it to the round with the hiring manager. And in those screening conversations, the HR person or recruiter will most likely ask you what your salary requirements are, what you're looking for in work hours and flexibility, what you're looking for in benefits. They want to screen out the people that they can't afford or they can't accommodate. So understanding what you need in a position before you actually go in and have a more detailed, in-depth conversation with a hiring manager, that's super important. And it's okay if what you want is not what the company wants to provide you with. That just means you're not aligned. And this is the part in the interview that people get really disheartened by because they think, oh, I didn't make it past the screening round. I must be terrible at interviewing. I must not have any value. I can tell you that is completely wrong because if you are looking for a certain salary or a certain level of flexibility and this company doesn't want to provide you with that, they are saving you from the anxiety and frustration of deciding on whether to take the role. If you get down to the end of the interview and you're not excited about how much it pays or the fact that you'll have to go into the office five days a week, that's going to make it harder for you to negotiate. And you've just spent all this time and energy and you probably will feel that you need to take it because you just put all of your effort into it. So knowing these upfront, having that conversation upfront is so, so important. It's important for your mental health as well as your awareness of, of what you need. And the last thing that you want to do, this is really Really key and sometimes is the difference between an offer and a thank you, but you're the runner up. You want to be ready to follow up. Following up is really a integral part of the interview process because that leads to next steps and you want to be ready. And you also want to know what their timeline is. And it's okay to reach out if they say that they'll get back to you by the end of the week and it's Tuesday of the following week and you haven't heard anything. Just shoot a quick email, reach out to them because you want to know what to expect, but you also want to keep yourself top of mind. And you want to show that you're interested and enthusiastic about potentially working for that company. 
The other part of following up is sending a thank you. A lot of people skip that entirely. And it is a really critical part of coming across as someone who is excited and always kind of puts the extra work in. If you can't be bothered to spend five minutes typing an email to thank someone for their time, that's not a great reflection of the gratitude you'll show when you're in the role. So being able to express that enthusiasm in a thank you, it shows you as someone who is thoughtful to what you want in your career. You're strategic. You've decided that this is the place you would like to contribute those skills. So making sure that you follow up in these ways, it'll present you as a thoughtful, creative, and that's what everyone wants. And that's what I know you are. But just remembering to take the time. And I'm telling you all of these things because I want you to understand your value. And I want you to be able to articulate that. So you don't take an offer that is lower than what you feel good about just because you're excited about the prospect of leaving your current job or escaping scary unemployment. I know I've been in both of those situations. And sometimes you're just happy with anything, but it doesn't always work out. And then you're back out on the street. So you want to make sure that you're getting into the right organization and being able to be transparent, to be authentic, and to feel totally prepared and confident in interviews. That's the best way to fully align you with the right positions so that in six months from now, you're not regretting your decision to accept an offer with an organization that may have not been what you really wanted. And if you're struggling with interviews and you have total stage fright and you freeze up and you don't know what to say, I have a lot of free resources out there that'll help you. I have free videos on YouTube. I have this podcast. I have free content on my website that you can download. And I also offer personalized support to help you get ready for interviews. I help people prep for specific interviews and I help them just get more comfortable talking about themselves because honestly, practice makes paychecks. You wouldn't show up to any other performance without practicing. And I don't want you to feel completely vulnerable and not in control of the situation. So let me know if you need support, if you need guidance. And if you want to contact me personally, you can always connect with me on LinkedIn, DM me there. You can reach out at rockthatcreativejob.com. That's where I have all my free content. Or you can follow me on Instagram. And of course, subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends because I want to make sure every creative has this information so that they can find success in their creative careers. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you in the next one. 